So I'm just saying again to test the, the thing and the thing and the thing. Nathan and I haven't had a lot of sleep. So <laughs> I was awake at 4am. What are you rolling on? Five hours? Um, About five or six, which isn't too bad, all things considered. Um, But it was proceeded with a lot of cider and gin. So, yes. Yeah. Gin and see. juice. Yeah. Rolling endo smoke, smoking on gin and juice. Laid back. Is that a Snoop song? That's a hip hop record, yes. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh no, keep the no. A boy's Limp Biscuit, new album. Yeah, yes, dad vibes. Or is it yeah. is it Limp Biscuit still sucks? Yeah. I think is the Stampede of the Disco Elephants never made it. It is it is uh, dead, yeah. Will we review that at some point? Uh it's too well reviewed at the is moment. It really? it looks Do people like, yeah. like it? Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, I don't believe them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the latest edition of the Bad Things Podcast, where we promise... How's it going to go again? (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the latest edition of the Bad Things Podcast, where we promise to crush your health. My God, this is fun today. (laughs) My name is Nathan Packham, and I'm once again joined by the Joseph to my Catherine Jackson. It's Monsieur Jacob Simmons, a generic... Rebby, Jackie, Tito, Jermaine, Latoya, Marlon, Randy, a Janet, generic Jackson family salutation to you. Salutations, hello. You've, you've made me the, the megalomaniac monster patriarch <laughs> of this podcast, which is about right. Thank you very much for that. Uh, and of course you are my, my doting, ever-loving... Still alive Still alive wife. wife. Yeah, exactly. She's still going... No, I think she's dead, right? I think she's still... Oh, here we no, go. It's Google's already It's immediately out. a Google, but please continue. I while think I, uh... Uh, Catherine or Kate, as Joseph used to call her. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Is it Catherine around. with a K? It is, yes. Catherine Jackson. Here we go. This is the content they've come for. Strong audio already. Still alive. Hey. Born in 1930. Hey. So she's 91. 91. Woo. Old person of the podcast. <laughs> old person of the podcast. Not as old as Barry Gordy, though. Getting up there. <laughs> Joseph is, of course, a dead man. Yeah. Um, Speaking of dead men. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to ask how you're doing. Yeah, let's do that. I am not dead. I'm fine. Um... Well, I think we should focus on, on you, Nathan, mm-hmm. because you've had quite the tumultuous couple of days, because um, you've been isolated. I was. I Cause... tested positive, finally. <laughs> it finally came around on me for uh, coronavirus, um, mm. combined with another cold that I was having, so I was still out, well, not out, I yeah, should so say, so I'm still out. We followed the rules meticulously. We followed the rules meticulously. If anyone from the council is listening. <laughs> I was sort of okay, yeah, I'm still, uh, still a bit, I'm actually more chesty than I am dry, but I've been informed if I don't have a temperature, which I only had for about half a second, yeah. um, that I am not infectious after 10 days, so I'm a free man. Just... I've done the done the job just to let just to let you know that the phrase you saying the phrase i'm more chesty is now captured on audio for <laughs> yeah, the rest of time that's fine <laughs> <laughs> i you did a remarkable effort in in keeping because no one else in the flat touchwood got it oh there's plenty like, of time for that to stop. Still not they didn't get it from you We've so probably got another three or four days before oh, that we can, we can say, say that's a statement <laughs> i don't want to go because it was so much baff just like 
being out in the flat was just like, oh my god, do I touch this? What do I do? <laughs> I was where I was wearing a mask around the flat. I was just so paranoid because I this is the closest I'd come to it. Yeah, throughout the whole thing, you were like the the the, the person closest to me who who had it. It was honestly for me just more impractical than anything that's, else. Well, that's it. It's just yeah. like looking at the gloves on my door handle, like, oh god, another six days of this. <laughs> It was just, yeah, like, it's got to the point now where I'm not worried for people's physical health, I'm worried for their mental health being <laughs> locked away for ten days. It, it was okay, it was, yeah, yeah I didn't, um, day seven and eight was a bit hairy, but I got over that hump, and yeah. uh, and we have the balcony as well, which I got, um, mm. it became my friend, along with the pigeons out there. <laughs> Reading a nice copy of uh, a book by Haruki Murakami, which is currently the counterbalance on my pop shield. Yeah, that's moment, definitely so. going to drop at some point when we get off. animated yep, for the podcast. Yep. The book will plummet to the floor and you will all hear about it. Um, but yeah, well done for surviving isolation. Um, lots of match of the day watched and... <laughs> the football's back. <laughs> for a week. come straight. <laughs> no, we wouldn't. Uh, what are we reviewing, Nathan? Uh, we are reviewing... Uh, it's the early 2010s again. <laughs> Hooray, our from, favourite. From 2010. Uh, he's, he comes off on every podcast. <laughs> he's finally won a poll. Um, if people enjoy this episode, we can also do his final studio album release from when he was alive Invincible which is mm. also not a very well reviewed album it is probably in the top three biggest names in pop music history ever mm-hmm. Mr Michael Jackson with his in quotation marks 2010 posthumous album Michael oh boy it's a big one uh, I mean the theme of the poll was big was what was it big, big hitters bigger targets yes so we had, it was MJ, Madonna, Eminem, and Paul McCartney, yeah. which was a close second, and we will be running again, fingers crossed. Not the next time, Okay, yeah, he's in my At some point again, because yeah. I do want to do that album. Um, but yeah, I was very happy that this won. I think there's a lot to talk about with was Michael Jackson. Was it Jackson. your deciding vote, wasn't it? I think it, it may have been yeah. my deciding vote in the poll, and it was between this and Paul. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry to the boy. Um, Michael Jack, as as he did with his music rights in the eighties, Michael Jackson has swept in and taken it from McCartney Are we again. Doing the quote: <laughs> "Hey, Paul." No, we're not doing it. It's been done to death. But yeah, I'm very excited for this because there's a lot to talk about, a lot we can't talk about, a lot we won't talk about. There's plenty out there on that, but we're going to be focusing, I guess, mainly on this album. But I'm sure we'll have a few personal anecdotes as well because as we get into it, we'll understand. How important I think Michael Jackson's music was to the both of us growing yes. up. Yes. Especially you, I would say. Well, you've described us. Well, no, we'll get into yeah, this. Okay. We'll get into yeah, this. there's a lot to, to discuss. I want to do a legal notification, first of all. <laughs> have you prepared a statement? I have prepared a statement. Okay. As stated previously, our prehistory is going to work a little differently this week as the basic touchstones of Jackson's music and life have been covered ad nauseum by the press, and we're also looking to avoid any legal pushback from those precarious discussions. So we're going to be discussing more of our personal recollections of Jackson's output and also the direct history related to this album. I hope I've covered the bases. Although we could get in legal trouble with some of the content, <laughs> as in the album's content, but oh, we'll get there. It's just a mind... F- Why have we done this? <laughs> it's a legal mire. Oh, um, should we do some personal prehistory? Yeah, sure. Let's. This is going to take about five minutes, because we'll be too afraid to say anything. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you. 
So Jacob, your earliest Michael Jackson memory. Wow, okay. Uh, I think... I think I've said on this podcast before I came to music quite late. Right. I probably got into music when I was 14 or 15. That's not to say that I don't have musical memories. Yeah. And one memory, and you're going to love I don't think I've ever told this story <laughs> before. One day, when I was oh, probably about eight or nine, I just had some t- I think it was a school holidays or something. I was bored in the house. I was going through my parents' CD collection, and as is the case with most parents, we had a copy of Thriller on yeah. CD. Uh, and I'd heard the song Thriller. I think it'd been played at school discos and things. So I <laughs> decided, because I was bored, I was going to choreograph a dance routine to Thriller in my bedroom to then perform to my parents at the end of the day. And I did it. And you're and... still straight. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Um, and then that sort of became my gateway into into MJ, was through dancing more than anything, because... Uh, th- that lay buried for a few years, and then I started going to school discos, um, sort of in year eight. So what was that, 12, 13? Is that uh, year eight? Yeah, 12 or 13, yeah. And, whenever, and I could obviously like still do some, well, some of, quote-unquote, the moves. Um, and whenever Thriller would come on at a school disco, I would always like go for it and always like put on a bit of a show. Yeah. And it became a sort of tradition that whenever I did, whenever Thriller came on, all the other kids stopped and just watched me do the thriller dance. Did you become a deity? A little bit, yeah. Not a deity, but it definitely became like a staple of our school mm-hmm. discos at middle school. And then in upper school, I entered the school talent show with my Michael Jackson dance routine. I know this one. I know and that, yeah. There is, to this day, a poster in my childhood bedroom for said talent show because it got put on at like the local town hall with me on the poster in a trilby hat doing my Michael Jackson dance from about 2013, 2012. So I'd have been 15, Is I this think. the same hat as your Facebook profile picture from <laughs> many moons ago? That was a different trilby. Oh, okay. I've worn a lot of trilbies in my time and I make no apologies for that. So yeah, my, uh, Michael Jackson has been intertwined with my life quite a bit. Uh, and then, obviously, he he died in 2010. No, two, 20, 2009. 2009, Sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's really when I started getting properly into the music. Mm-hmm. Like, he... Obviously, when he died, it was everywhere. As I'm, you know, as I'm sure you remember, as anyone remembers. Like, you couldn't escape it. It was on the front page on all of the papers. There was TV coverage, the news. So, obviously, I was inundated with content. So, I thought, oh, maybe I'll actually go and listen to the music... And I loved it. You know, it was great. Like, it was a real eye-opener for me in terms of... Well, just in terms of music as someone who did, wasn't really going to get into music for another couple of years. So I just I just remember loving all the songs. I had the essential Michael Jackson CD. <laughs> the white... Which, oh, no, which... What was it's the like cover? a grayscale picture of him. It's oh, that yeah, classic, yeah, like the, one, the yeah. classic essential series yeah. of two discs. I, just, I remember listening to that back and forth, just knowing all the songs... And yeah, that that was along with Queen. I'd say MJ was one of the first artists I properly got into. Such a campy beginning. <laughs> so, yeah, big big uh, part of my musical childhood, I would say, mm-hmm. which makes it a bit awkward in hindsight. <laughs> oh no, the first comments um, been made. But yes, I'm very intrigued because obviously I know a bit about your relationship with Michael Jackson. Is yeah. there a story to tell? Is there have you, any defining moments for you? It's just like 
one of the first, if not the first thing I remember. Wow. Yeah, I just, like, I wasn't particularly into, like, standard children's stuff. I mean, Toy Story, I suppose. Toy Story sticks out. But I just would watch Moonwalker on repeat, oh, yeah. or, which is, a, if no, people don't know, is a very bizarre uh, sort of 80-minute uh, MJ film, which is a career retrospective and then goes into a 40-minute or so narrative, but Smooth Criminal video is in the narrative. Joe Pesci is in it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As a drug dealer, yes. he likes tarantulas. <laughs> um. I, I, I also saw Moonwalker. I've got it on DVD still. It mm. is mental. Yeah. I remember finishing it as a kid and being like, what the hell have I just seen? But like, it has Smooth Criminal in it, so it just can't be a bad thing. Like, it is all worth it. Your favourite. Yeah, yeah, I think my favourite video, and I think encapsulating Michael Jackson, probably the MJ song, in my opinion. Yeah, that was um, always my favourite as a kid. I yeah. really wanted the white suit and the white hat, and that was the one I wanted to do. Like, that with, would be the dance I would want to do. With the stairs coming, with the... Yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the whole thing, it's just iconic, stairs. isn't it? It's just, I mean, yeah. you, the lean, the... The stairs, as you said, the bit where it all slows down, where he just fucking shoots someone in the face <laughs> and he disappears through a wall. Oh. When it slows down and they all sort of yeah. climax and yeah. it comes back. I mean, that is... I, mean, I don't know who came up with that. That is like... That's Pop 101. It's mental, isn't it? It's, yeah. We'd say using the word beautiful in sort of the wider context, but... Um, yeah, we're already, yeah, we're already walking the tightrope. Yeah, I know. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, he, probably from the ages of three till about seven, was a large part of my life. Mm. He was the superhero for me. Wow. Didn't really do Superman, Batman. Had a weird six months of, like, Star Wars. <laughs> that didn't go anywhere. <laughs> um... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's my MJ story oh, and a wow. lot of anecdotes from people who are like, I remember seeing you dancing. To... Yeah, um, all of those sort of things. If I may say so now, I think you're still a very good dancer. Thank you. And a lot of, I think, your moves, as you could say for most, I'd say, modern yeah. pop dancers come from MJ. Yeah. His influence I... on dance cannot be understated. I think I'm, I'm not... Uh... I, uh, I, I try not to talk too much about things I'm good at, which is maybe a fault of mine, but I think I'm, I'm an okay dancer. You're a very good dancer. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you just, uh, have to, you just have to look at any male pop star that came after MJ, and it's there. Yeah. It was JT's the obvious one. <laughs> just like, the just a rip-off. But, I mean, it's there with that people like Jason Derulo, yeah. it's there. Usher is. Usher, yeah. It's just, like, the blueprint is so obvious. Mm. It's inescapable. It's like, it's like Friends. If you go back and watch Friends now, you're sort of like, oh, you know, I've seen this done a million times. But if you, the thing about MJ is you go back and you realise no one ever quite did it as good as him. Whereas Friends, I think it has been done better, that formula that it has set out. I mean, I also think MJ ha- had a lot of influences, the main mm. one probably being Fred Astaire. But it... It, it's to, it's totally verging on being totally original, which is baffling. Yeah, it is. It, you're absolutely right. You like you look at it and you think there's all the influence and no, no yeah. influences. <laughs> in an in in an industry that is so hard to be original. Yeah, like even the Beatles, you know, were, were ripping off people like Chuck Berry and yeah. Little Richard to an extent. You just like where that it honestly feels like the Big Bang. Like there was nothing, and then all of a sudden. 
there's the, the Moonwalker performance of Billie Jean. Mm-hmm. Is that what what awards were they? That was the Motown Twenty Five Awards. It. And all of a sudden, that just feels like it just changed forever. Like, I mean, we could. Well, I mean, we could talk about him <laughs> for hours because there's so much to discuss. His influence on race relations in in media in the UK. We haven't even talked about the actual songs themselves. This is just him as a human being and everything that comes with it. But yeah, it's a, it's it's not. It's not unbelievable that we both had very strong connections to MJ mm-hmm. from a young age because he is just everywhere. Yeah. He's ubiquitous. And less so now, but I think especially when we were growing up, it was mental. It was just mental. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Inescapable. Ubiquitous for many reasons. Yeah, I think the most viscerally exciting music ever created. Yeah. Um, which I think is the biggest tragedy of what is you know potentially happening with the with the legacy yeah. um God. is all the other people involved mm. this is what get yeah. <laughs> trying to hold it together that's the here. thing Quincy, is, it, Quincy yeah. Jones just does not deserve what is going to happen mm. yeah it tarnishes a lot of people's yeah. names and yeah. uh I mean, that's, again, there's a lot of other media out there if you want to get into that. I don't really want to touch that no, now, because that's not we what we're here for. Um, um, there are documentaries, there are podcasts, there are books. Find those if you want to. Um, <laughs> okay, last mention yeah, of yeah, that. Yeah, okay, let's do okay. music. Well, I think, it's, you know, it's it's important to say that it's sort of impossible to talk about him without yeah. touching on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Not, we might not particularly want to, but it would do a massive disservice to his story and those affected by him mm-hmm. in any way to not talk about it. So mm-hmm. I think it, I'm, I'm glad we talked about it. Let's, let's move on to, uh, well, just to make a final point, okay. I did really struggle when the documentary came out. Was this like, leaving Neverland? Okay. Yeah. We'll say, yeah, well, yeah. well, well no, it's, it's, no, we need to, yeah, <laughs> if people want to see this that, is a minefield. why is that a minefield? No, it's not, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the yeah that's the one that came out two three years ago was it channel four yeah it was 2019 okay. i think um yeah. it was really rough that that changed a lot of people's minds yeah. i think mine i didn't see it but obviously a lot of stuff came out and i read it and was like oh maybe i need to think about this mm-hmm. um so yeah that maybe that's somewhere to and it's about four hours long it is very just, long it's just yeah. a barrage of, yeah. yeah that's why i haven't seen it because i just don't know if i could take yeah. it like yeah <laughs> maybe that's cowardly but i don't know it's been a, one of our most serious discussions <laughs> ever very serious look discussion. at us well i think because you know he's someone who meant a lot to us mm-hmm. and he's it's such a tricky legacy to to deal with like you know well, it's, it's just whatever happened what a shame whatever yeah. had actually happened yeah, what yes. a shame on so many levels which feels oh, i don't know that feels a bit reductive to say to to, to, to reduce it to what uh, that's, a shame yeah, but that's a bit of a... I, I know what you're trying to say but yeah I, it, it is a shame um, like we're, it's, as... it's, okay it's a tragedy for everyone yes tragedy is the word definitely mm. um, god I mean I just want to I just want to go into more detail but I'm not should we have some to. fun let's have some fun well, actually, we're, well, we're going to talk about his death yeah right? we are going to talk about his death <laughs> Right, okay, right. we're laughing again. We're yeah, that's again. fine. Can I try and guess the date? You can try and guess the date. June 25th, 2009? It was, yeah. Yes. 
There we go. And I remember that because I had this whole thing where I was like, oh my God, it's 13 days after my birthday. Like, there must be some sort of significance. Because MJ still had some sort of like godlike stranglehold wow. over it. And it wasn't, it wasn't your 13th birthday, was it? No, it was my 15th oh, okay. birthday, yeah. Yeah, that would have been weirder if it had been 13 days after your 13th birthday. Mm-hmm. But I think it might have just been a coincidence <laughs> it might I think someone dying in LA uh, might be a coincidence some dude in Hassett. Um so yeah what do you remember of June the 25th 2009 I remember it very clearly mm-hmm. I remember being in bed um I can't remember if it was a weekend or if I was about to get it wasn't a weekend you remember the, the exact date okay. I don't remember which weekday it was but yeah no. okay well, then I was in bed. I wasn't ready to get up to school for school yet, but my... I remember... Sorry, you woke up early. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I remember... I remember the door of my bedroom bursting open, my brother running in, yeah. and just being like, oh, my God, Michael Jackson's died. Yeah. I remember that. So that was the first thing that happened to me that day, was, someone, was my brother burst in. And then I remember the copy of the Daily Express... The, the the paper that my parents used to buy, I think more appropriately my dad used to buy, still does, um, and it was just a big picture of his face, and the headline simply read, Michael Jackson dead at 50. Mm-hmm. And I remember that so clearly. Uh, I don't think it was discussed much at school. I, wow. I, well, I don't, I don't think I moved in circles that really cared all that much. It was just like, oh, Michael Jackson. Oh. We had um, class discussions. Wow. I remember. Sorry. Well, you'd have, been, you know, you'd have been 15 and yeah. I would have been 12. Okay, so there is yeah, a big yeah. difference there. Um, you'd have been year 10, year 11? I was at the end of year 10. Yeah. 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 What a bummer. To, that's pretty much like the last week of term, right? Uh, no, there's another month, right? Yeah. Is there? Yeah, I can't. It's, it's been a long July time, so I don't remember. Um, if you're at school, write in, tell us. <laughs> also, stop listening to this, yeah, it's rude. Please make sure you're at least 15. <laughs> um, I remember when I, when I, when my brother told me, I was a bit blasé about it. I was just like, yeah, whatever. And then I remember watching all the documentaries and being like, oh Christ, this guy was like a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's when it really set in. And just seeing like all the celebrities paying tributes, watching all the, the sort of packages on the, on the news just being in, I was just enthralled by it all. Mm-hmm. It was just like, and I get this, I still get this with famous people now when they die. I look them up and they're like, God, this person, what a life they had. Mm-hmm. And I very much had that with MJ. And then over the years, I've come to understand the sort of tragic circumstances surrounding the death. And there's a whole other legal pitfall that we, we, <laughs> we need not get into. Yeah. Is he still in prison? Uh, Conrad Murray, I don't know. I don't know where um, he is. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, but what about you? What happened with you? Uh, I had a similar start to the day because my mum would wake me up for school and she just woke up, woke me up and was like, very sad news this morning. And I heard she was told me and I was like, whoa. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, yeah quite a bit of shock. Um, not Thankfully not as into MJ as when I was about, you know, much mm. younger. Yeah. Um, and I was very much in my Beatles period at that point, so it didn't... Um, yeah, I remember trying to kind of talk about it with my dad. There's just lots of silence and shock and stuff. Oh, wow. And obviously my dad's very kind of blasé about it. Um, Were your parents fans? Um, musically a bit, mm. but um, no. That, the, the whole... I mean, I remember my dad saying... I didn't really understand at the time, but I remember my dad saying, if you're invited to Neverland, I wouldn't let you go. Oh, God. Right. <laughs> Right. Okay. I, I remember at the time being like, "What? <laughs> Why not? It's disgraceful." Um, 
anyway, that's a side story. Uh, and then I got to school and everyone was like, oh my God, like, are you okay, Nath? Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, for me, it kind of caused an MJ musical revival. And I went and saw This Is It, yeah. which is a really, actually, I think a really fun film. Um, mm. If you can detach from, like, the stuff that is obviously out there that wasn't in the film. Mm. I hate to think what some of the footage might show. Bloody hell. Um, going by some of the email communications I've read during the trial and stuff. Mm. Just, just horrific. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my day. And then we had a discuss... Dis- last ten minutes of English, we had a discussion. Uh, Miss McCormack, one of my favourite teachers <laughs> at school. She it's was always like, the English teacher. It's always it? the it's English always teacher. the English teacher. Um, so, uh, yeah. We, yeah, we had a wow. chat about it. And... Um, I was a bit more, um, I don't use the term black and white, <laughs> but yeah, I was very much rallying against the media that day, oh, really? who still played a role in the whole thing, but obviously mm. there's a, you know. Okay, and that's another. That's another thing we don't need to get into. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about the album? <laughs> yeah, go on then. So. Might as well. What did you find out about Michael and its development? Well, I guess we should clarify. It's going to be, yeah, just to clarify, when we say Michael, we, we're going to mean the, the album yes. rather than should the Should we man. do an MJ for. I'm going to say MJ yeah. for the person and mm-hmm. Michael for the album because yeah. it's very confusing. Um, Michael, it's the first posthumous album released by MJ. Well, released. I mean, as much as you can release something after you're dead. Uh, came out in 2010. So, like, was it a year, less than a year after he died? Uh, I've got just December 14th, year. so okay. a year and a half. A year and a so. half. Just yeah. in time for Christmas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I remember it coming out at the time. I remember the lead single, which we'll get into. Um, I remember... Yeah, I just remember it coming out. I think that was the first time I was ever really aware of a posthumous album. Mm-hmm. So that was obviously quite fascinating to be like, oh, but he's dead. How did that work? Uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone really... Explained. You were so young. <laughs> I don't think anyone really explained to me how it worked. Um, but yeah, I... Well, I mean, there's a lot of controversy surrounding this album, particularly whether or not it's actually him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But it just seems to me to be a classic move that you see this all the time. An artist dies, people get their hands on demos and unreleased masters and things like that and go and, you know, the money signs light up in their eyes. They start salivating and then just just stuff gets released and usually it's not very good. (laughs) So... Yeah, it's like, I, I mean, the album did well. Like, I think we'll get into, like, people bought it, mm-hmm. because of course they did. I bought but... it for £3 wow. at HMV, I remember. Yeah, I was what? like, oh, I'll have that bargain. When it came out? No, it was much later I was gonna down say. the line, yeah. <laughs> That's a crisp nine ninety nine new, I should imagine, <laughs> in HMV. Yeah, I, I didn't buy the album when it came out. I did buy the lead single, though. I downloaded <laughs> on it on iTunes. <laughs> One of my earliest iTunes purchases, I should imagine, after... Um, I Need a Dollar by Aloe Black, oh, wow. which I think was the yeah. first. Yeah, I'm uh, imagining like the really small iTunes library of just like four songs yeah. down there. Yeah. When you went boom, for... boom, pow, I need a dollar. <laughs> the Celo um, the Green version of Kung Fu Fighting from oh. Kung Fu Panda. I think I bought that. You had a rough t- You really <laughs> had a rough taste to start off with. I still do. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> 
But yeah, what have you... I mean, obviously you've done more research than me. So oh, there's a few things I want to touch on. Okay. Uh, red flag for me straight away. Ten listed producers. Okay. Which to me, um, at least with the posthumous projects, is always, to me, a recipe for disaster. Okay. Um, I mean, let's... Yeah, your musical taste does generally tend to stop at dead. So I think you're used to... <laughs> Used to posthumous stuff. <laughs> it's not even talking about how the Hendrix estate initially handled oh, uh, his Prince. releases. Or, yeah. um, has Prince been okay? Prince, been, Prince has been good, yeah. Okay, all the right. Initial legal wranglings, but yeah, they've really got their shit was, together. Was Prince in legal trouble? That doesn't sound, that well, sound the, like him. The family, nobody knew yeah. who his family was. It was a whole thing. Um, <laughs> I was joking. Another red flag. Vocals recorded between 1982 and 2009. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, something before we talk about the obvious controversy something that I think is very good about the album is the album's cover artwork really? which is a 2009 commissioned oil painting by African American artist Kadir Nelson um, just to uh, some of the al- album cover facts okay. uh, the print symbol was on the album oh. cover initially why? Um, I don't know. Okay. Part of the story. Um, was, was people this... thought there was going to be a collab or something uh, that was going to surface. Okay. And then obviously... I'm really hoping someone just didn't get confused. Yeah. <laughs> accidentally, was like, oh, accidentally it's the racist. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> um, so that eventually got removed uh, with subsequent pressings of the album. Uh, and then uh, the, one of the most MJ things you'll ever hear about, even in death, on Friday, December 10th, 2010... A 29,000 plus square foot poster depicting the Michael album artwork was erected in Middlesex. (laughs) 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 For God's sake. Which broke a Guinness World Record for the largest poster in the world. The fourth time Michael Jackson had made it into the Guinness World Book of Records. Not specifically with that record. No. Okay. No. Um, quite specific. The poster, made out of PVC and weighing one tonne, took engineers three hours to install and was located less than 3,000 metres from one of Heathrow Airport's main runways, literally making it viewable for all planes arriving (laughs) and departing. (laughs) I want it there! Uh... Imagine if no one had told the pilots. Just coming into land, just like... uh... <laughs> Heathrow, um, is that right? It's <laughs> being stared down. By Are you going to Hollywood tonight? No, I'm going to Uxbridge. <laughs> going to Uxbridge, yeah. Well, he did have a weird fascination with the UK. Um, he did. In that doc we watched, what football club was he at? He, I think it was Exeter that he was went it, to. Yeah, which yeah. obviously was in the Middlesex. But um, I, in my research for this, I found out that Jermaine Jackson yeah. is a, a supporter of Sheffield Wednesday. What? When he wants to be. <laughs> That's just what it said in his wiki. Okay. So, yeah. I'm sure he's following the... Are they in the championship I at the don't moment? bloody know. You're the football one now. Oh, yeah. Back in for the last two weeks. I know everything. <laughs> then we get on to it. Are we, what, doing did this, you... are we doing this now? Yes, because I need, we need to set this up because I want to play a game whilst we're oh, going through. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, what is the big controversy beside Michael Jackson himself, his existence, <laughs> that surrounds this album? Uh, it may not have been him. Uh, <laughs> uh, several. Uh, well, it, it start wasn't it like allegedly in some court settlement? Sony, who were his label at the time, said they seem to allude to the fact that MJ wasn't the wasn't singing on every track. Yes, and then but it got taken out of context. And the, yeah, 
they redacted that. They said, no, we didn't say that. Yes. Yeah. But the sort of the damage had already been done by that point. Yeah. And people were reading into it. And I don't know how you say his name. Jason Malachi? Malachi? Is that how you say oh, that? Where? I don't even know if I've got his name oh, in my okay. notes. He's a, a, yeah, I, well, this is the, the guy who allegedly is singing on some oh, of the songs. Oh, the, Nor- the Norwegian man. I think he's Norwegian. I don't really know. Oh, I've got him here. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Is it Jason? I oh, don't know how you say that. Sorry, he's not Norwegian. Oh. <laughs> he's an you... Italian-American R&B singer. Where did you get Norwegian from? Because there's some other rumours out <laughs> oh, there really? about MJ okay. vocals involving a Norwegian man <laughs> and also maybe a Norwegian child. A whole other story <laughs> okay. of surrogate motherhood that we do not get into here. Okay. Um... <laughs> This is actually quite similar to something that um, happened on one of my other loves, The Simpsons, when MJ was a guest on that. Oh, yes. In 1993, I think. Um, as part of the contract he signed for that show, he didn't go under his real name, and he performed a song on that show, but it wasn't him, it was a sound-alike, a guy called Kip Lennon, who I think was like a, one of the registered sound-alikes. And um, so there is precedent for this. <laughs> and, and, you know, Michael Jackson has a very imitable voice. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Is so, he though? <laughs> well, you don't think he's he's very good if it's if it's actually him. I no, I don't think um, the imitations, if there are imitations, yeah. which I'm going to perhaps strongly argue there are, okay, are very good. <laughs> I mean, I mean, do we have this discussion now? Or do no, we we'll wait save until it, we get? We'll save yeah, it. Sorry, well, what else have you? Because yeah, there's a lot to get into here. Like, so I mean, before the album even came out, a, a lawyer for Joe Jack- Jackson stated that Jackson was a perfectionist and wouldn't have wanted this released. Mm-hmm. And then Will I Am went from saying it was purely disrespectful to questioning the validity of the mm-hmm, vocals. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's basically this guy Eddie Cascio. Um, allegedly the songs in question that we'll get to were recorded in his basement oh, in 2007 where, he, where MJ was living I think, I think I've got that note what? down um, that he was maybe living at the house at the time I've got so many notes here um, <laughs> there's been questions raised by Latoya Jackson who's also said some other things in the past that she's then reneged on oh, Christ. Um, his nephews who are in 3T one of whom is on this yeah. album. Is it Taj? Tarrell. Tarrell's on, it. on this. Okay. Yeah. We've got Teddy Riley who came in and said uh, that no, the vocals have just been gone through um, some vocoder um, auto-tuned sound effects and they sounded a bit different. Uh, then someone apparently hacked his Facebook page. What? MJ's oh, no, sorry, Facebook Sorry, page. hacked Ma- Malachi's Facebook page right. and confessed to having recorded the vocals. Oh, wow. Which didn't happen. What? Um... <laughs> Oh, let's just get into it. Like, it's a whole sort of cluster. It is a cluster, yeah. It is. Um, and and uh, to re- go back to what you were saying about uh, Joe Jackson, the whole... Um, yeah. Not often you fo- I find myself agreeing with Joe Jackson. <laughs> but I, I agree with the whole, I don't think he would have wanted this to come out. And I think if it is an, imperson- it is an impression, I think that's pretty, pretty low depth to see. <laughs> so to. disgusting. Like... To market this is, you know, to, to fans who were obviously still grieving heavily, like, his fans were mental. Like, they <laughs> really, really loved him. Yeah. Like, and to to give this to, to them, if and but not give them what they were promised, if that is true, is despicable, is what I will say. Mm. But obviously nothing's been proven, so we can't say we can't for sure. Say, there's still an outstanding lawsuit, I think. Is there? But... 
Jesus. There's been a lot of suing and counter-suing, and I don't really know where we're at. Yeah. Um, well, it's been over a decade since this album came out, so, you know, like, you'd think something would have been resolved. But, obviously... <laughs> blame COVID? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's sure, let's just blame that for everything. <laughs> Why not? MJ died of COVID. Let's just... Oh, I'm Let's not sure he did. Well, no, um, I mean, it's been legally proven he did. Yeah, so. Overdose of anaesthetic. This shouldn't have been administered outside of a hospital setting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, oh, um, before we do, okay, okay. before we do, um, we're going to be playing a game um, related to this uh, authenticity row. And Yay. I have a bit of paper here. Oh wow! That I'm going to be filling in. It's interactive. Throughout the uh, nobody's going to be able to see it, but oh well. <laughs> I'm going to be filling in throughout the uh, the show. It's a game of Michael or not Michael. <laughs> that is what it says playing. on the paper. It does say that on in, the paper. In good, you know, I'm going to say about size 18, uh, Calibri. Yeah, yeah. Calibri I just font. did it very, very cheap. Yeah. Didn't even, kept the, kept the blue line down the middle, didn't bother making that black. It's a very faint blue line down um, the middle. <laughs> so Jacob, along with our traditional, well, since the start mm-hmm. of this year, our rating system, I will also be okay. asking you at the end of each song whether this song <laughs> is Michael or not Michael. Can we get a theme for Michael or not Michael? <laughs> Should we just play the Parkinson theme? When we say Michael or not Michael, we don't mean Parkinson or not Parkinson. No, we, mean, we, mean... we mean MJ or MJ. Yeah. There's good. nothing inauthentic about our parking. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> What's the first track? Right, we're doing it, are we? Yeah, let's uh, do it. Okay, so this is the song that I downloaded as an impressionable teenager. The opening track featuring Akon. It's Hold My Hand. downloaded this when it came out <laughs> um it's a pretty basic love slash world peace song that mj was one you know quite partial to in his sort of mid to later years um i think akon does a pretty good job on the old vocals here i think he does a lot of the heavy lifting on this song <laughs> mj's sort of not really on it uh he comes in every now and again with a if you're just which clearly recycled throughout this <laughs> taken um, from another song, taken from probably. A song, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I, but I, I don't think this is that bad. I quite like this. I mean, it's decidedly inoffensive. So yes. the the backstory is basically it was written by a guy called Claude Kelly who had Whitney Houston in mind initially. Really? Um, oh, I don't think that would have worked. Um, yeah, who around this time released her final studio album. Um, I don't know what it was called. I Look To You, maybe. Well, mm. that was one of the songs. That had Million Dollar, if you remember Million Dollar Bill. Oh, really? That was on that. Oh, that was quite a late release, was it? For yeah. Oh, okay. um, so, yeah, they were working on that, but after hearing the song, Akon was like, it's mine, basically. Oh, really? oh, okay. um, he wanted to keep it for himself, but ended up um, hanging out with Michael in Las Vegas, and they recorded the song together in 2008. Jackson liked the, uh, the song's theme of friendship and togetherness. Of course. Um, <laughs> the man who wrote Earth Song was um, partial to a bit of friendship. <laughs> and heal the world. <laughs> Terrible song. Uh, the song leaked in July of 2008, so was pulled from Akon's uh, 20... Uh, 20 uh, what am I saying? Well, you did 2008 a, you, you did a Paxmon on University Challenge there. 2008. 2008. Yes. 
that was called Freedom. Oh. Uh, Akon actually regretted the decision to pull it after Jackson died the next year, um, decided to finish the song in his honour. Oh, okay. This is by far the most streamed song of the album on Spotify. I think it's about 88 million. 88 million. To, I think the next is about 15 million. The lowest is about four million, so <laughs> yeah, you're pulling in quite a lot of streams with that. I mean, yeah, it was quite big. It was uh, I remember seeing music video for it quite a lot on TV. Um, I, th- I remember the music video, actually. It's just a lot of shots of, like, Akon singing in a room and lots of people just holding hands. <laughs> I think there's a lot of it. I think there's MJ impersonators in it as well. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I th- as I said, I, I think inoffensive is the right word, like... Listen, even even though it's nothing spectacular, I think it does the job. Uh, and on the whole, I do like it. I did like the bit at the end with the quick whispered, Oh my hand, oh my hand, oh my hand. <laughs> Which gave me uh, flashbacks to... Anybody in there? <laughs> the gave me flashbacks to I Just Can't Stop Loving You. Oh, okay. Have you heard yeah. the version where he's whispering at the start to his lover in bed that got yeah. taken out of the... No, oh, have I, not, have I heard that? The subsequent pressings? No. My dad had the pressing, it was just like... I just want to lay next to you for a while. <laughs> uh, oh, it started now, isn't it? Well, it's not the wind blows. What tune? That's a great tune. What's uh, the name of this lady on that? Cedar Garrett. Uh, yeah, Cedar Garrett. Yeah, great. great um, yeah. Any f- other funny vocal affectations you've got or lyrics you want to talk about? Just the if you just. I just repeated over and over, and the yes, okay, yeah. oh, obviously repeated. Um, not a lot for lyrics on this album, I must say. Mm. Um, what have you got? I mean, I find the I've been there before and you've been there before really funny for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea why you find that funny. (laughs) And also just Akon being so happy he's seen with MJ that he's like, Akon and MJ! (laughs) Oh! Yeah. And Akon is a prolific, I will say my name at the beginning of the song man, isn't he? Is he the one who goes convict? Is that Akon? I have no idea. Is that idea. someone else? Am I, have I? It would work with his name. Convict. Oh yeah, A-convict. Yeah. I don't know. Um, what did you give it out of five? I only gave it a two. Oh, okay. Yeah. A three. Oh, God. You yeah. are more compassionate than me. That's what I sort of understand. <laughs> well, you know, Nathan, I've been there before. You've been there before. <laughs> uh, Held yeah. out to the sunrise or whatever the lyric is. <laughs> I have put in my notes, before I was aware of Michael or not Michael, it actually sounds like MJ. Oh, it's definitely him. Yeah, I think this is him. Right, so shall I, uh, just going to put two uh, <laughs> two lines by the okay. Michael. Uh, there we what go. What is the purpose of this game, by the way? I just want to see what numbers we come okay, up with. Okay, fair enough. All right. Uh, okay. So that's two points for the Michael column. Two points for Michael, yeah. We're not going to do that every time. Change of pace and tone. Track two, the much more upbeat and devilish. Hollywood tonight. I can get behind this. Yeah. I don't know, don't know what you thought. No, I, I, I like it. Um... I've put very MJ-esque vocal percussion as yeah. well <laughs> yeah. on, on throughout the album. Um, 
It's very catchy. Again, pretty standard. It's all about, and this is a theme that runs through the album, maybe by accident, <laughs> about fame and how it corrupts people and changes their Definitely life. Definitely not exception. by accident. Do you not think no. so? Okay. Well, I think yeah. that is the key theme of the second act of Michael Jackson's career. Yeah, of course. I'm not saying, I, but I don't think MJ intentionally intended all these songs to be grouped together. Mm-hmm. Did he? So. Oh, yeah, he did not have a choice in that, so no. <laughs> because he was dead. Um, yeah, I, I think it's very catchy. Um, no real complaints. I think this is a very good MJ groove, pretty unspectacular lyrics, but it gets the job done, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, the lyric I picked out was, lipstick in hand, Tahitian tanned. <laughs> that is very specific. Does that what? mean she is from Tahiti or she's been to Tahiti? So another history, you know, another MJ history lesson, his love of niche women, because of course <laughs> we had Liberian girl in the 80s as of well. Course. Mm. Um, but Tahitian Tan is not a very fun thing to say in a lyrical no. sense. He sort of gives up and says Tahitian. <laughs> He's given himself too many syllables and not enough time to cram it in, so he it ends has. up coming like Tahitian Tan. Tahitian Tan. That sounds like a medical term. Um, you don't want to get a Tahitian. That sounds painful. Some back history to this as well, and this is where I'm going to bring up my, the greatest find I had of the research <laughs> oh, of this wow, entire okay. thing. This was first put down in 1999, uh-huh. the early Invincible sessions, I mm. think. That was his last album, wasn't it? Yes. Invincible. Yeah. Um, did you get round to listening to the demo of this song? No. <laughs> it is amazing. Oh, really? Sparse, sounds a bit like I Can't Go For That by Hall & Oates. Oh, nice. Maybe even it takes the drums from that, I don't know. It is amazing. <laughs> and I feel like in this mix his vocals are too low. Okay. You, he is sounding... The, the second half of the demo he doesn't know what to say, so he's just sort of like, Durr! and just gets it done. <laughs> but the first half, his vocal performance is unbelievable. Wow. Um, I'll have to listen to that. And yeah. I will be forcing you to put that in the edit. <laughs> I, it's interesting, and we'll get this again, like... A lot of, as you said, this song, these songs were recorded over a period of about 30 years. But the vocal quality on some of the older quote-unquote songs... It's preposterous. It's still shite. Like, it's still... It sounds like... Some of the songs sound like they've been really badly recorded. Mm. And I don't know how they've ended up... I don't know how they ended up going from Cause those... Because pu- I guess you're pulling vocals from sources they shouldn't be pulled from. <laughs> I guess Just so. leave it. I mean, I don't know how... I don't know how production works. Yeah. But... Yeah, to, to to hear you say that when I guess the, one of the biggest gripes on the album is the vocals, mm-hmm. which sound strained at best and, you know, like, like someone else at work. <laughs> and this is a song where I don't think it's him. Really? Uh, yeah. You don't think I it's did, him? I said it does not sound like MJ oh, wow. at all. This is not one of the ones that often gets... Um, yeah, I know, the, I know the three, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I don't oh, think this sounds like him. A controversial vote <laughs> in the Not Michael column. <laughs> What do you think? Do you think this is him? This is him, yeah. Why are you I'm, so I'm sure? Strongly, I mean, I've heard the demo now as well. <laughs> okay. And the back, there's a strong backstory as well. This song was in development for like eight years. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to say this is Michael. Fair enough. Um, we should probably talk about the spoken word bit as well. <laughs> yeah. Now that she got her dream, she became a star. It all looks so good, but only good from afar. In prison in every paparazzi's camera. They could. Now it's back to reality from Miss Hollywood. 
Who is it? Is it Tarrell? Tarrell Jackson, who Tarryl is Jackson. Tito's kid. Yeah. Making him Michael's nephew. She gave up her life for Hollywood and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood and shit. Going Hollywood. Um, it's alright. It's a nice way of getting him on the album, I guess. I don't know if this was always the plan or whether or not he was sort of drafted in to fill time. But, you know, it, it's it's a nice tidbit. doesn't really add much, I don't think, to the song. I'm tempted to do more of an impression here. What? Because I've got some lyrics okay, written down. Okay, please, please, because I haven't got any. Now that she got her dream. Dream. She became a star. Star. It all looks so good, but only good from afar. Star. Imprisoned in every paparazzi's <laughs> camera. Every guy wished they could. Now it's back to reality. For Miss Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was great. I mean, if Tarrell Jackson ever wants to release an album, you could do the... The uh, fake vocals. Yeah, you could do the fake vocals for him. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, again, three out of five. I liked this. I gave it three and a half, Ooh. especially having heard the demo as well. well. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, big fan of Hollywood tonight. It's off to a pretty decent start, this It's album. off to a decent start. Oh, what a shame. Uh, uh, where are we heading? What awful territory are we heading to? Uh, track three, um, probably one of the worst songs on the album, Keep Your Head Up. Keeping your head up to the sky Keeping your mind This, to me, is the worst song on the album. Okay. Um, uh, prob- I would probably agree. Yeah. If there's another one that I don't really like, but this is, yeah, probably worse than that. It is the first of our Casquio vocal uh, dispute tracks. Yes. Uh, I must immediately say, upon I haven't heard this song in a while, uh, going back to it, I do not think this is MJ in the slightest. <laughs> and I need to actually do a vote for myself for the yeah. previous You've track. already neglected the game. Sorry, there we go. <laughs> Thank um, you. Yes. I do not think this is MJ in the slightest from mm. the first line. <laughs> I would, yeah, I think that's, I mean, this is, as you said, one of the ones that gets brought up quite a bit as not being him. I've put, it's an MJ ballad, Run for the Hills. <laughs> I agree. Um, what, the what? Jacksons love a ballad and it's like, you're at your best and you're just like, going for it. Spaffing. No, that's, <laughs> oh, that's definitely the wrong term I really, to really didn't want you to say that. Um, what are your favourite MJ ballads? If we have to, I mean, I can't verging stop on none you. of them. I just can't stop loving you. Oh yeah, I guess that. Yeah, that's, I, a ba- that's um, the ballad. She's out of my life as well. Oh, really? I would say. Okay. Um, that's okay. Anything else? There's a song called good song called "Stranger in Moscow." Uh huh. Of course, that's what it's called. It's MJ <laughs> from history, but I would say it's almost not a ballad because the percussion is so ingrained in it. Mm. Um, so that is about my list I mean you're not alone absolutely not Um, not just because it was written by certain R. Kelly oh Um, dear uh, (laughs) really going for it today yeah but um, (laughs) yeah that's what about what about you I probably just I just can't stop loving Mm. you really Um, yeah the slower ones don't really I guess there's something there's something to something like Ben I guess the sort of childhood innocence no. Oh. <laughs> um, I think that song is an absolute abomination. <laughs> Even the Owen Quick version. <laughs> I'd probably prefer the Owen Quick version. I think you said you did. Yeah, there's not much, and this this this, this does not change my mind about MJ ballads. Can we try and work out as well what the hell the protagonist yeah. of this 
this this song is doing. The narrative, the first verse is about a woman struggling in life, and it's got one of my funniest out lyrics on the album. Uh, she's looking for a job and a place to stay. Two okay. lines later, she's working two jobs. Well, what is she? She's either not got a job or she's got two. She doesn't need a third one. She works in a restaurant as yeah, well. Exactly. Is that job three? Yeah, I don't Night know. Night and day. What job does she want? Yeah, how does she, got, how does she do two jobs? I don't understand that. Uh, and then the second verse is about climate change. <laughs> yeah. What's gone on there? Yeah. We're sucking up the air in the earth. <laughs> what? No, no, the atmosphere. <laughs> I mean, if MJ had been around at COP26, then maybe we could have turned the ship around. But, he could you know, have literally maybe turned the earth yeah. on its head. <laughs> he knew something we didn't, Nathan. He knows where all the air is. It's in the earth. The we magma. Were, oh, we were looking above the whole time. We were fools. Um, yeah, it doesn't really work narratively, does it? No. Um, he does say it's never too late to change the, the environment. So there's hope. Well, that a, is a backing vocal. That's so. an original statement there um, from MJ. I've put, there's a key change. Is this a failed Eurovision entry? Good point. There's a very obvious key change. Yeah, it's, um, it's telegraphed a mile away. The gospel choir, yeah, the gospel choir comes in, of course. Um, <laughs> this song is just not salvageable. Very boring, yeah. is what I've written. I've put, it's nothing special, pretty sappy, uh, but I don't think it's awful. I think it's okay for what it is. Mm-hmm. I have given it one and a half stars Ooh. out of five, and I've said, not Michael. So, <laughs> just going to add to the sheet here. Uh, I've given it two and a half, but I might drop that to... I'm going to say two, I think, in retrospect. Okay, I yeah. think I was a bit kind on that, but... Um, yeah, I don't think this is him. Either. Okay. Well, just so everyone knows, currently we are reviewing a Michael Jackson album and the points are 3-3 three, three <laughs> for Michael and not Michael. Excellent. That's what we want. Track four, staying with the ballads. I like the way you love me, which I never want to utter ever again. I like the way how you hold me. I'd heard this song previously because I had one of the strangest compilations ever released in human history. Michael Jackson's 2004 Ultimate Collection, Mm. which was a selection of unreleased tracks uh, alongside some dross, alongside (laughs) some greatest hits. I think I may still own it because there's a couple of rare versions of songs on there that I like, but the track listing is batshit crazy. Is this the one that we had that song that Robin Thicke wrote for him? Yes. What's that song called? Oh, oh, that's really going to annoy me. Oh, I want to spend... Fall Again. Never, never fall Again. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, the one he did with Kenny G. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it starts with a voice note I've put. They don't follow. <laughs> They've literally got evidence of what the guy wanted. Do they follow it? No, they fucking don't. They start off a little bit. All the first five seconds. Yeah. Where it's like, and the drums. Yeah, the, dr- the drums, they're just like, nah, doesn't need drums yet. <laughs> this is the melody. No, it's not. <laughs> um, I've written down, anybody want to call from Michael? <laughs> 
I've put is the voice note there to prove that it's actually him singing yeah it might be it's just a yeah um, it's another sop track I've put here um, very standard love song this song feels a lot busier I would say than the last one I think there's a lot more going on yes, musically yeah. lots more layers I think that's one of MJ's strengths in his music is there's lots of there's lots just to a bit, yeah. yeah and that's a that's a good thing here I enjoyed <laughs> I enjoyed the outro where he goes What were you saying about the vocal performance? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the start of Hold My Hand as well with the... <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so strange. <laughs> MG on the toilet. <laughs> um, have I got any lyrics for this? Um, my, honestly, my main point is like, guys, he told you where he wanted the drums and you have ignored him. <laughs> and also, the phone call is just unintentionally hilarious. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's so funny. I've put, I think the chorus is... I like the way how you're loving me. I like the way how you're holding me. None of this makes grammatical sense, but I think I'm okay with it. I think it kind of works in the context of the song. Um, I've put one of my notes here. Do I think it's him singing? Very unsure. Okay. Um, I... We might as well get to this now. There's not a lot more to say about the song, is there? I think it's alright. I don't hate it. I think it is him okay. singing. So okay. once again, I'm going to get the sheet here before okay. I forget. Is it for? Is it for all now? And so you're saying this is a Michael as well? Oh I'm going to say God. this isn't him. Once again, folks, we are reviewing a Michael Jackson album, and there's currently four points on the side of the not Michael column. And we are four tracks in. Um, <laughs> wow. There you go. Um, Out of five. Two. Oh, I've given it three. Oh, gee, you're, I, you're, I liked like, it. You're, you're going to be listening to Michael Long after this. Uh, this podcast don't, comes don't, to an don't end. Don't spoil it, but hey. Uh, <laughs> do you want a funny quote from the uh, producer? For uh, which one? For this song. Oh, <laughs> sorry. What? Theron Nephew Feimster. Oh, this is Nephew. Okay. Um, yeah. Michael would express to me the importance of giving the world a gift. Giving them songs that would last forever. This song was released in its early stages of development. He wanted to revisit, nurture and define the song more because MJ was a perfectionist. And nothing is ever done until he is smiling and dancing. Then why unless did you release the song? Unless he dies, and yeah. then we'll just carry on. <laughs> and the drums. <laughs> unless he dies, and we still want to make money off of him. Track five, yes. halfway through. What Here we do? Here we go. It's featuring Fiddy Cent, the boy, and this is Monster. <laughs> physically with Michael Jackson for this song. Because he was dead. Not 50 Cent Michael Jackson. Was this a share meatloaf situation where they never actually met? Um, Well, the other problem being, yes, he had indeed died. Oh, It was called afterwards. Um, Could you do it? Um, Even though I'm dead? No. Um, He received a call to come into the studio and performed his portion of the track. Once in the studio, he ended up working with Teddy Riley on the song. Who is the guy from... Well, Guy... Um, from, from from guy, the guy from guy. Gy. Yeah. People, people, more people need to know about guy. Yeah. Well, you're a big lover of New Jack Swing. I am. So, yeah, yeah as, um, as one of the founding fathers of that musical movement. Yeah, I mean, I think he is 
probably is New Jack Swing. Yeah. If you were to give it to anyone, I think it would be him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he seems like a great guy. Yeah, seen interviews with him. Seems like a really chilled guy who's just really <laughs> passionate about music. Oh, go on, Teddy. I have a theory on this song. Okay. I think uh, certain uh, MJ vocal inflections, such as... <laughs> yeah, uh, which is fucking great, by yeah, the way. Yeah, the, uh, this great. song goes on the attack from get yeah. from the get-go, and it's, it's brilliant. Like The energy is fantastic. So, if I'm being conspiratorial, mm-hmm. I think s- certain uh, inflections have been grabbed from other recordings mm-hmm. and planted onto this song, which for me is just not Michael Jackson singing. You don't think this is him? No. See, I do, th- I do think this is him. Oh, because God. look, we have like, different ears. We have to think as well, if this was recorded towards the end of his life, what state he would have been in when mm. he was recording this stuff? Like... He was not well towards the end. But the way he says mirror doesn't sound like him. Mirror. (laughs) (laughs) But like, not to be too blasé about it, but the guy was, he was on a different planet by the end. Like, I'm not surprising it sounds like arse some of the time. But I will say, I think he gets this pretty spot on with this performance in this song. It's, it reminded you mean not me. Him. Okay, fine. <laughs> Jason gets it pretty spot on. It's very. It's the sort of muted delivery of a sort of um, what's that song? Blood on the dance floor style sort oh, of. That song. That's a great tune. People, yeah. like, I feel like people don't know people about shit that, on that song. song a lot. Oh, it's wonderful. Great, we're brilliant, uh, and I get big, um, big blood on the dance floor vibes. It's very the creepy overtones, the sort of the the, the very aggressive beat. Um, I love this song. I think this is terrific. Wow! I wasn't yeah. expecting that this kind is of bold br- reaction. I think this is brilliant. Um, um, what I've... else have I written down? The 50 Cent verse is peak pop rap, but it works, <laughs> and there's mad trap percussion to accompany yeah. it. You know, it just skips. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Shame that... it's not Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I think the 50 Cent rap, uh, I think he matches the energy really well of the song. He does sort of lose his way, um, he starts talking about how he because the, the 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 main sort of crux of the song is MJ sort of decrying paparazzis and journalists sort of stalking him basically uh, you know the lines like coming out the walls coming out the bushes paparazzi things like that coming uh, out the bushes, the bushes. and uh, Fifty Cent's also talking about how he gets like violent around paparazzi sometimes but he does lose his way a bit towards the end of the rap and start just basically being like MJ's the best. Which pop rap verse has ever sustained? <laughs> well, pop pop rap is one of my least favourite genres and I hate it, but this works quite well. I really like the bit at the end where MJ is basically pleading with the stalker. <laughs> I think that's really good. I think this song rules. I think it's one of the best we've ever done. Wow! This is, I love this. It's a bit gimmicky. What do you mean gimmicky? It's just a bit like shit thriller. <laughs> well, he does. He actually says a lyric in here from Fiddy where he says, um, "2010 thriller. There's nothing iller. It's killer." Don't go that far. Oh. I think that's, um, but lines like Hollywood got you jumping like it should, got you bouncing off the wall, got you drunk enough to fall. I think that's terrific. Um, I think that's great. Don't you, don't you like it as well? It's also delivered yeah. amazingly by the other guy. Don't you, don't you like? Oh, this is this is probably the closest. I mean, ironically, yeah, because this is one of the ones that is cited as not mm-hmm. him. Ironically, I think it's one of the more 
true to form MJ tracks. Wow. On the album. I think this is great. I've given this four stars. Whoa! I think yeah. this is a vote each, just quickly, yes, for Michael it is, and it not is. Michael. Yeah, so. It is. Five all. <laughs> Um, what did you give it? Uh, it is on my Groove Mega playlist. Mm-hmm. I do I think it's genuinely a decent song, even though I don't believe it's Michael Jackson <laughs> on the vocals, apart from the... Ha! Uh, I gave it a three. Oh, wow. Yeah. God, these ratings are just all over the place. They are all over the place. This is insane. Yeah, I don't think I've ever Maybe given... it's my ISO brain being really negative. <laughs> I don't think I've ever given a song four stars before. So oh, yeah, maybe not. Love Light? Not... No, that you gave it four. I gave it a three and a half. I think if we were doing stars last year, I'd have given the one by Limp Biscuit a four. Yeah, um, my um, way maybe a four and a half to oh, be honest. Wow. Okay. Um, but I think yeah, this is one of the best songs ever that we've ever done on this show. Not ever in the grand scheme of songs. That's See insane. on the Wilsons, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. If I uh, allow it, come crashing back down to earth next with track number six. For me, um, well, I'll let you introduce it as you're the contesting this. Clearly, uh, um, we are back in ballad territory. Yeah, that sort of, we can't yeah. really say that. We are heading towards best of joy. is one of the last that Michael recorded uh, sorry MJ okay. not, the, not the album didn't nor Parkinson he didn't uh, record it <laughs> recorded during his lifetime oh that's a shame um, that's having a written shame. and recorded it in 2009 the year of his death oh. um, I've said the voice is in absolutely fine form oh, maybe really? you disagree I, re- I do oh really I've put it's a shame Michael sounds like he's about to collapse when singing <laughs> this song <laughs> He sounds really strained here. I put the singing is very ropey. They had to work very hard to harmonise him and it does not always work. Yikes. I don't know who produced this one, actually. Um, I've got it written down. Was it Teddy? Um, It does sound a bit like a Teddy ballad kind of thing, but I'm not sure. Was it Nephew? I've taken four lines of notes on this song. Oh, wow. Um, I've put it's another sop track, but it does have some punch to it. It's nothing special, but it is a fine tune. Okay, yeah, I can I can hang with that. So and, uh, my two the two things I like about this song uh-huh. is the title. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. What a weird, lovely <laughs> statement I is think it? that is. What does it mean? No, exa- but like you're like joyful, but it's like upper like the best of joy. What am I saying? I don't I guess know. So. But he says, "I am your joy, your best of joy." Yeah. So he's making her happy. Is Joy a woman? Oh no, where's she from? <laughs> Middlesex. She's from Middlesex. <laughs> I don't She's know. She's from Uxbridge, damn it. <laughs> Ironically with the death and comically with the death, this isn't such a great line. But the line, I am forever, I yeah. think is a lovely line. No, I do get that. I, I do get that. Um, I just think it was, I think he tries to go to the high register in his voice and I just don't think he's got it anymore. Because mm. I, I do think this is him. Uh, I think confirmed, especially by the fact that you said this was recorded in the year of his death. Lost my bloody. Uh, oh, for God's sake! It's under the pile of notes go. that's built up on the <laughs> on the side there. Um, I do think this is him. I think he's he's obviously not in a good way here. Um, it's not great, unfortunately. 
I've given it two and a half. Okay. Um, before I give you my rating, okay. add some more context to this. Please. Um, the line, I'm forever, was first uttered by Jackson in his unreleased song, Peter Pan. Oh, no. Uh, which he says, I'm Peter Pan, I can do anything. I saw so high. I am forever. And he actually says, I'm your joy, your best of joy. In that song as I well? So. Oh, uh, wow. Is that okay. taken from this song? Or he doesn't say Peter Pan in this. We would have picked up I don't up think he that. says Peter Pan, yeah. no, surely. Um, oh, dear. Also, the end of the song, I got some serious Janet Jackson vibes <laughs> with the What You Do. I mean, yeah. I would I would have nothing to compare that to. I think I've heard about three Janet Jackson songs in my life. I think you've been there for all of them. So, um, I gave this a three. Okay. I think this is the best ballad on the album. It's not saying much. No, it's it? really not saying much. <laughs> and yes, I do think it is Michael. Okay. And I think you agree. I do, yes. That do makes agree. it 7-5 to Michael. Ooh, right, he is now winning on his he own album. On his own album. Hooray! Um, where he's definitely not singing is... Um, <laughs> We've got, yeah, we've covered everything there, haven't we? Yeah. Um, where, where he's definitely, <laughs> brain freeze, where he's definitely not singing, in my opinion, is the next song, Breaking News. Everybody wanting a piece of Michael Jackson. Reporters stuck in the moves of Michael Jackson. Just when you thought he was done, he comes to give it have this down as the first single released oh maybe it was i don't know um it's a very michael jackson thing to do isn't it to release a song that's not your own well yeah and that is ironically about yourself as well <laughs> um the pre- the premise of this is basically i've put it as a poor man's leave me alone interesting it's... so i um I don't know if you've heard the song Tabloid Junkie by MJ, no. which is another one where it's like, how do people not know this? <laughs> it's so good. It's good, isn't it? Okay. Uh, an album track from the History album, hmm. which once again is a whole, uh, like, is this a compilation? Is this a studio album thing? Who going knows? On? <laughs> um, so to me, yeah, it's a poor man's Tabloid Junkie, and yes, definitely a poor man's Leave Me Alone. Yeah, it's the same theme, basically, of the press are hounding me, give me some space. Um... I can't remember what are the lines we're talking about. Everybody wants to talk about Michael Jackson. Yeah. Everybody reading the news of Michael Jackson. Yeah, a great, a great use of ah at the end there. Which makes no sense because this is one of the songs that's contested to not be him. But it's about him. <laughs> What's the fucking point? Um, did the eastern sounding strings remind you of Kashmir by Led Zeppelin? <laughs> No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, that threw me. Yeah, we kick off with what I assume is real life news audio from actual reports. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't really know. I feel like the beat doesn't really match the because the the intensity of the opening montage is quite. It's like you know another lawsuit from Michael Jack, Michael yeah. Jack, Michael Jackson, and the beat is just Mrs. Fiona Charming. <laughs> Mrs. Fiona Charming. Mrs. Fiona Charming. <laughs> Mrs. Fiona Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh, um, nobody over 30 listening to this is going to get that Shrek 2 has reared its head again um, it's just very strange and like it's, um, it's, it's, it's especially with um, context as well lines like why is it strange I would fall in love who is that boogeyman you're thinking of could be perceived as quite bad yeah um no, we were done with this. Well, but it needs... I think this is the one where it really felt to me 
because when leave, obviously when leave me alone came out, I think people had a lot more sympathy for mm-hmm. him. Um, again, to talk about the video, the video to leave me alone is fantastic. Yeah. Where he's on the road, that's on Moonwalker as well. Yeah, it? that is a, a focal point of Moonwalker. Yes. That gets up the whole video is played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, when he goes on the roller coaster and the Elephant Man skeleton. Yeah, goes um, through Liz Taylor's shrine. Goes through Liz Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas now, listening to this in the cold hard light of 2021, it's very hard to have sympathy for him because. Yeah, he was put under a lot of pressure by the press, but at the same time, those were, that that was not without legitimate reason sometimes. Mm. So it's a very difficult line to walk. I think this song is fascinating in that regard. It's sort of hard to, to rank it objectively, I think, for me, because it's just informed by so much context. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a line which is very on the nose, and that's not a Michael Jackson joke, um... They could print it around the world today. He wants to write my obituary, which is scarily accurate. Mm-hmm. Especially if this was the first song to come out from this album. Like, I mean, with whatever happened, the press did have a part in his death. I just don't <sighs> think that's it. It's such a tricky line to walk. Like, it's such. A, obviously, they you know, as the press often do, they behaved abominably yeah. with him, and he was obviously prone to mental breakdowns and prone to, to, to poor mental health because of his appalling upbringing. So it's, uh, yeah, again, we've gone serious. I'm doing my yeah, serious bro- voice. I'm sorry. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating historical footnote uh, and buried in there is a decent little dance track as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Got really bad reviews when it came out. Did it? It was scathed. Oh, I've never, I've never understood it. It's on my playlist. You like it, do you? Yeah, I don't mm. think it's him. You don't think it's him? No, I don't think it's him. I sort of didn't didn't really think about that because I was thinking about all the other stuff. But um, I'm going to say it's not him just because that would be mental. Like, if it wasn't... If, like, if he wasn't singing this song, which is so personal... Yeah. For good and bad reasons. Wait, so do you th- who do you think... I'm going to say it's not him. Cause it's I'm, not like, him, Because okay. I want to play into the anarchy. Um, okay, seven all time now. Time seven all. <laughs> um, three out of five, though. I've given it. Yeah, I gave it three out of five as well. Great, but one of the, maybe the bonkers song on the album. You think this is? I think it's just. I mean, it's nuts. bonkers, but it's it's very. It's just it it, it put me on a, on edge somewhat mm-hmm. thinking about it. Um, which I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> time out. <laughs> oh, Christ, do the Parkinson thing again. <laughs> <laughs> Moving into my the for me the strongest part of the album. Okay. The next two songs. Okay. Yeah. Coming up now. Classic MJ funk rock <laughs> featuring the shit Jimi Hendrix, Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Craddock. Not just me, a lot of young people too are looking for this equipment now. I mean, I know um, Lenny Craddock. He uses it. Kravitz. <laughs> I knew I got that wrong. <laughs> Lenny Craddock. <laughs> Lenny Craddock. Yeah. I can't make it another day. Jay Bond song I put here. Oh yeah, it would have been good. The opening strings as yeah. well into the sort of Morse code yeah. percussion. What a great opening! Especially the you know the line where he's like, "My life." <laughs> 
That's the vocal on that is fucking great. That's amazing. This song set is just your sound. That's Me, what I, yeah, you think? that's okay. what I thought when I was listening to it. That's but... interesting because on the first listen, this is my favourite song. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's gone down since then, been replaced by Monster, but mm-hmm. this is great. Like, what a great track. This is superb. Yeah. When um, it goes into the chorus, it's like a bolt of lightning. It's just like. It's so good. Don't climb back too hard. <laughs> um, have you heard the Dave Grohl thing about this? No. The album credits Dave Grohl with wow. the drums on really? I Can't Make It Another Day. Oh. Uh, Grohl confirmed that he had recorded for the track but said he was not contacted afterwards and he doesn't think that he features on the oh. master recording. Do we need a Dave Not Dave <laughs> yeah, sheet as well? <laughs> I couldn't tell you because um, yeah. Dave Grohl's drumming after Foo High Fighter, after Nirvana, you know. <laughs> <laughs> any point talking about it um i like dave Grohl. me shitting on the feet he's probably objectively a very nice person what a great man. Like. the song was recorded for the invincible album but got dropped from the final track list and ended up uh being rewritten and retitled as storm mm. a collaboration between uh kravitz not hendrix <laughs> and rapper jay-z which was on oh. kravitz's 2004 album baptism which is a horrendously oh. reviewed album. So so a version of this song already existed yes. before. Oh, that's so interesting. It's, it's decent yeah. as well. I um, really want... I mean, Jay-Z, I think, would slot right into this. I think this is some of his best ad-libs on this song. There's a bit... Oh, it's around a minute 15, if you want to listen to it, where he just goes, Come on now! <laughs> yeah. And that's great. Um, <clears throat> I think um, the guitar is great. Uh, I think Lenny puts in a hell of a shift on the solo. The so jizzy, <laughs> isn't it? Jizzy Hendrix. It's, <laughs> it's not quite Brian May jizzy, but it is a bit jizzy. <laughs> I think this is grandiose. I think it's well performed, well written. Uh, I mean, as I said, the opening lines. Um, My life has taken me beyond the planets and the stars, and you're the only one that could take me this far. I'll be forever searching for your love. It's great. That's fantastic. I enjoyed its spoken words there. <laughs> I want to see you at a slam poetry It night. does sound like a bit of slam poetry. I think that's fantastic. I mean, MJ, not known for his lyrics, I would say. Oh. He's not known for them. No, no I wouldn't know. Um, there have been some pretty horrendous ones over the years <laughs> as well. You know. Your burgers are the best. Um, <laughs> But I think this is a great showing from MJ here, if it was him that wrote it. I do oh. think he performed it. I don't know whether he wrote it or not. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say he performed it. I'm just going to get, mm-hmm. before I forget, I'm just going to get two <laughs> more points. MJ steaming ahead now. <laughs> On his own album. On his own. 9-7. 9-7, wow. Yeah. MJ lyrics. You know in Earth Song, have you yeah. heard the bit where he goes, What have we done to the world? Look what we've done. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> just, What? <laughs> Does he start singing about elephants? He does. He says, what about the elephants? Have we lost their trust? <laughs> yeah, probably, <laughs> probably you fucking did when you killed them for the ivory. Have we lost their trust? Yes. <laughs> I like the idea of just asking an elephant, do you trust him? No. Oh, they're intelligent beings, aren't they? No, they hold like funerals and stuff. I don't know if they have concepts of trust. <laughs> and then, would you let Michael Jackson watch your house if you want on holiday? Well, I don't know. I don't trust him. You make off with the silverware. <laughs> 
Don't like that. <laughs> At least you are. No. <laughs> oh dear. Um, well, I've given it three and a half stars. Oh, this is a four for wow. me. Yeah. yeah big, big enough. fan. Great tune. It's a great song. Yeah, incredible vocals. Jack's classic slice of Jackson funk rock. <laughs> I like the whispered bit with the at night. And yeah, it's like, yeah. At night. At night. Yeah. It's classic Lenny as well, I think, oh, in terms yeah. of the funk rock. This is very... Um, have you heard a, heard a Lenny song called Always on the Run? No. Oh, that's a great tune. I've tried many times with Kravitz <laughs> and I've not quite got anywhere. Oh, okay. Give that a listen. It's got a slash on it. It's very Oh, nice. God. Another You're... MJ collaborator. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Yeah, your favourite. Um, uh, nearly there. Nine, nine, ninth song out of ten. I think we're really on a roll. Big fan of this next song as well. Um, Behind the Mask. A lot of context to discuss after we've had a chat. Uh, a chat? We are going to have a chat <laughs> after we've listened to the song. <laughs> The oldest song uh, on the uh, on the track listing. It's a thriller era track, yeah. uh, 1982. Um, have you got much about the backstory of this song? It's a cover. It's, yes, of sorts. Yeah, it's it was uh, originally recorded. Well, a version of it was originally recorded. <clears throat> excuse me, by a Japanese group called Yellow Magic Orchestra. Yeah, is that right? Uh, and the song that version came out in 1980. So the song was 30 years old by the time it hit uh, the album. When Quincy Jones brought it to MJ and said this would fit really well on Thriller and it never got added on. I don't yeah. know how I'd have felt about a cover on Thriller. Mm. It doesn't really fit with the... Rather than The Girl Is Mine? I mean, The Girl Is Mine is dog shit. Oh, so... the girl is mine, oh anyway. fuck's sake. Dog Gun Girl is mine. Have you heard the song Carousel that got cut from Thriller? No. It's a story about MJ falling in love with a girl who runs a works at a circus. (laughs) I want that video so badly. It'll be just him on the carousel. The opening line is, she's from a world of popcorn and candy. Oh Oh, no, she works at a a, um, fairground. What were you you saying about MJ's lyrics? (laughs) (laughs) So the auto-tune is on the track, the original track. The uh-huh. start thing in your eye. That was really good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, clip that out. Written by a lyricist called Chris Mosdell. Mm. And then, obviously, before we get this 2010 version, we've got there's a couple of cover versions I want to talk about. Okay. One that's not very funny. It's just by Greg Fillingaines, who worked a lot with jackson as like a musical director and oh stuff. okay all right so he had a he loves the guitar if you oh, see that any yes. of the bad okay. era world tour footage he's on the guitar eric clapton oh. released a version of this song when are we doing a clapton album? Oh, that's great shout <laughs> Oh, Eric, why are you such a knob? <laughs> let's just let's just hit like really, you know, mm. nail this. The man who you know was involved in the song "White Room" mm-hmm. and "Sunshine of Your Love" mm-hmm. released a version of this song <laughs> in the eighties. Um, I think you're also forgetting the man involved in "Wonderful Tonight" and "Tears in Heaven." Yeah, <laughs> also recorded this song. 
Um, Thatcher era Clapton, probably not the best. Um, his voice, I've listened to this, his mm-hmm. voice doesn't suit this at all, but the, I mean, the, the melody and instrumental is so strong okay. that even his version sounds alright. All right, but yeah, his voice is weak yeah. on this. Yeah, not one not known for punchiness as old as Eric. I think you said about the Quincy Jones thing, I'm just throwing paper everywhere. <laughs> A small um, forest has congregated on the side of the I'm table. I'm losing the, the... No, don't lose it. That's all we have. have. Um, I've just put... This is just an absolute revelation. This is a banger. Yeah. It's what an, a just absolutely belting pop song. Mm. Um, so Jackson added in like the phony girl lyrics. He talks about a girl being a phony. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's from Tahiti. Um, <laughs> did you pick out any lyrics here? Or I don't think I did. I think mm. I fell down a massive rabbit hole when I found out this was a cover. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Again, but I think um, I really enjoy the uh, saxophone. I think that is great, the sax solo. The sax solo dates it very nicely to the 80s as well. Um, Another song about fame, which is very interesting. Again, well, I mean, it's basically a concept. We could make a concept album out of all the fame stuff. Um, yeah, I just got very confused when I found out this was a cover, but I do think the song is great. I've given it three and a half stars out of five. Um, this speaks to Jackson's genius as a musician. He basically turned this song that the lyrics that Chris Mosdell had written were about, um, a future technological era, a dystopia. (laughs) And Jackson turned it into a romantic, tortured song. Wow. uh, About a phony girl. (laughs) A phony girl. I gave it four. Wow. And it's definitely Michael. I think this is him, yes. Absolutely. Cool. Just, uh, we're nearly there, folks. <laughs> he's going to win. He's I think gonna, he's going to win. He's going to win. <laughs> uh, it was fun while it lasted, though. Oh, uh, that's no. five, and that's another one. Right. It's 11-7. 11-7. Um, cool. Final song. Wish we ended on a bang, but we're ending with sort of like a... <sighs> Um, it's uh, another ballad called Much Too Soon. Never letting fate control my soul We'll see the day that you come back to me But I guess I'll learn my lesson much too soon Yes, I guess I'll learn my lesson much too soon Michael Le Jackson with the old accordion coming in there. <laughs> big um big Charles Aznavour, where do you go to my lovely vibes? What? I no you don't idea know that song? Saying, oh okay. No. Alright. Um, I just thought you were just saying Michael Le Jackson. Yeah, memories. because of because of the accordion. Um I've, I've put that this is written in nineteen eighty one. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It, it's definitely a thriller era track. Yeah, mm. I don't know what, what the uh what the date is but yeah maybe it is 81 yeah I put that um, I can't remember where I got that from but yeah uh, this is lovely you, you really like this, this this is great I think it's it's very um, subdued it's very folky there's actual proper like finger picking MJ does folk yeah I know it's mad isn't it <laughs> and he does it really well I want to do a folk song <laughs> get me Bob Dylan well, he did get Tommy Emmanuel, who's on the guitar on this track. Who's Tommy Emmanuel? He, I don't really know. He's okay. an Australian finger-picking <laughs> okay. guitarist. Fair enough. Um, I think as well you could interpret the title, very interestingly, much too soon, as the final track uh, for a man who, who did die much too soon. You know. Yes. At the age of 50. 
Biologically, yes. Yes. So yeah, some yeah. people would argue that anyway. No, well, that's yeah, that's either. again another one to. Um, but I think that was a very potent choice. I think it's very potent to end the album like this. Um, I thought this was this was lovely. I thought this was a great song. Uh, we get a bit of harmonica as well. It's basically about a, it's basically about a guy who wants to get back together with his lover, and and she says no, and he learned. He learns that much too soon. It's the crux of it. I love your spoken word. <laughs> what do you think? Um, doesn't do a lot for me. The mm. main comparison I made to this was the track When She Loved Me from Toy Story 2, <laughs> which is a song that makes me cry every time I hear it. <laughs> and I, I literally... No, I really, really like that song. Oh, it's lovely. I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. joking. No, no, I'm not joking. I think also, that it's definitely great. about a lesbian romance, which has a great... Um, who is it? Sarah McLaughlin. Yes. I think. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Sung by the character of Jesse. We've got a lot of Toy Story references in this podcast. That's where I'm at. Where you're at. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fair. That did not get that at all. It's not as good. Yeah. Well, no. Of course. Um, one of one of the better one of the best Disney songs ever. That one. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's just a very bittersweet. I mean, my my my, fav- my favorite emotion is bittersweet in music, and this very much mm-hmm. hits that note for me. And um, I, I mean, the opening lines are great. Mm. She was just there. She, oh my, slam! <laughs> she was there, just sitting at the table, thinking now that things won't be the same. You mm. can hear the crushing silence of that situation. Yeah, yeah. I liked that. Yeah, I'm. I'm picturing. I don't. I'm picturing in sort of a, in a French sort of Parisian bistro. They're sat there on one of those tables made of like grated metal. They're just looking out over the Eiffel Tower, <laughs> staring into their coffee. Oh, to d- d- despair! <laughs> yeah. I tried. That was, Oh, did you? <laughs> um, three three stars, and I think this is him. Do you know what? I gave it two and a half. I'm going to bump it up to three. Hey, having talked about for the it. Toy Story two, it's um, it's definitely MJ. Yes. So here's your final score. <laughs> Can you read it a la the football scores? Um, Michael Jackson thirteen. This uh, this week <laughs> in the posthumous albums table, <laughs> Michael thirteen, not Michael seven. <laughs> Thank fuck. <laughs> well, there you go. Wow. Um, yeah, I think this that was a great way to end an album that, uh, as I'm sure we're going to get into, I enjoyed. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, there we go. Ten tracks. What a what a breath of fresh air that is on this podcast. What well, in, indeed. Yeah, um, God, God knows how long it would have been, it been if MJ was alive, because oh, he God. he did some long ones at the back end. History is is like that's that's still being made today. I think <laughs> yeah. isn't it history? It's never become history. <laughs> do you want to do the reaction? Yeah. <laughs> Is 54 out of 100, which I think is too low. It's about what I scored it initially when I first mm-hmm. heard it. I think it was around that, but I do think it's a tad too low now. A tad, um, okay. Yeah. Mm. Maybe this is like a 59, Ooh. I'm, 60. I go about 65, 67. Wow, so to you, is this the best thing we've done? Yes. Wow, okay. It is. We'll, get, we'll get more into that after the actual scores, but... Mm. Just a slew of but hot space, <laughs> hot space. <laughs> but just a slew of 
very middling reviews. All music two and a half. Uh, the Guardian two. I don't know if that was that Petridis. That it was Petridis. Okay, Michael's nice. real problem isn't the late star's indisguisable weirdness, but a paucity of decent material. Paucity. <laughs> um, the LA Times gave it two and a half out of four, which I'm sure you loved. As oh. uh, Enemy five. Uh, Rolling Stone three out of five. Uh, Spin six out of ten. Um, yeah. It's, uh, a lot of stuff... I've just noticed the name of one the reviewer for The Observer. I don't know. Oh, that's a shame. Um, the reviewer in The Observer is called Kitty Empire, um, but I've just read that's a pen name, which is a shame, because oh. I wanted that to be her actual name. Uh, and she said, which I do think is fair, Jackson sounded pale, more emaciated, more effects-laden than on his classic songs, which is... Yeah, you do get that. Like, it's obviously... You know, a lot of work has gone into mm-hmm. making it sound like songs. Um, How dare he not be emaciated? Yeah, How dare he not be alive to record these songs? But that just comes with the with the territory and posthumous, isn't it? It's, you know, producers going like, oh shit, how do we piece together this stuff without the guy actually alive anymore? So, um, yeah, I, I, I think um, mixed reviews is a fair statement. On this, I don't know what you, if you want to highlight any particular. Um, I'm just trying to think. There's nothing particularly funny um, <laughs> that I found. Um, yeah, the uh, enemy's review was kind of funny. Dan Martin. Um, that is the most enemy name I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. It's worth remembering that this is the first in a reported ten album deal over oh, the next God. seven years, which no. didn't really happen. Well, we had Escape, didn't yeah, we? which was yeah. much better handled. Okay. I will say that, okay. and then some awful compilations like the <laughs> Halloween Scream compilation. Oh, okay. um, and if this decent enough album is the best of the bunch, things are going to get ugly from here on in. Michael has his epitaph now: tear up that contract, the Jackson Estate. Mm. Tear it up now. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's entirely fair. Um, yeah, I mean, you get into the whole stuff around the, you know, the ethics of Posthumous album, let alone the quality. It's just such a minefield. And I know we've said that word a lot today, but it really is. Like, what a, what a soulless position to be put in, to be that desperate to mine someone's legacy for cash, that you are literally, like diving into the papers of the vault desperately trying to cobble stuff together it's just sad and it, it more often than not tarnishes a lot of people's legacies like if you if you release the demos i'm i'm all good but you make it very clear these are demos these are not finished yeah, yeah, yeah. because you know fans go like hardcore fans floor. hardcore fans go nuts for demos they fucking you love fucking love a demo <laughs> you're mr demo so yeah if they'd done that it would have been different but um but I think they did they did pretty good job here. I think there's some really great stuff on this song. As I, as I said many times, there's some good stuff on here. I mean, if only it made any sense whatsoever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but that is the I mean, yeah, it's not it's not going to get any higher than a, you know, mid 60s for me mm-hmm. because it can't because it's not a proper album. It's just a sort of let's see what we can grab and smush together and it's it habit. just so happened to produce some quite decent stuff. So, yeah, it's nothing, you know, artistic about it. It's just a cash grab. That just so happened to produce great songs. I like you said they did a 
decent job, but it is a cash grab. <laughs> it is a cash grab. Oh, the moral and entertainment, uh, <laughs> the binary yeah, is there. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm part of that. I've I've given them, you know, 15p over the time <laughs> yeah. I've listened to these songs. I gave them three pounds. Three pounds. You did. You did, yeah. Um, I guess I learned my lesson <laughs> much too soon. <laughs> well, not, I mean, because it took you about seven years to buy it after it came yeah. out, but yeah. Um, what do you think? What are your closing remarks? Oh, it's a lot better than I remember. Um, yeah, what were your initial reactions to it? I bored. Okay. <laughs> Very bored by the ballads, and actually having yeah. gone back to the ballads, there are points in it. I mean, what's the third track? Oh, um, uh, Keep Your Head Up. That I just think that's irretrievable. <laughs> uh, but the rest of them, there's little bits in the ballads that I can get behind, so it's okay. better than I remember. Part of me thinks whatever was released would have been shat on because it was there was such a sort of pro-Jackson, like, horrific death sentiment going around that uh, whatever would have been done would have been um, destroyed by the media, much like Jackson himself. Mm. Um, You see see it all the time. You see it when, like, films get sequels years after the fact and and stuff like that. People are very, very quick to judge anything that isn't authentic or is seen as shallow which for the most most part is fair mm-hmm. you know the disney star wars films um, <laughs> but yeah like i as i said as i've said many times i don't hate this i like i think it is the best thing we've reviewed i don't think i hate it anymore um there's just so much moral shit going on that's just <laughs> awful and yeah. what i would have like what they did well with escape as well is they said well they sort of said it's this one as well they were like We've absolutely tinkered with these tracks, but if you want the deluxe edition, you can have the demos. If you want to pay even more money. Yeah, which I did. <laughs> um, and the demos of Escape are pretty, pretty good. Better yeah. than the finished product. There's like three or four demos that are better than the finished product. How does that happen? <laughs> How have you made it worse? The, the, the title track of Escape is like, why did you change anything? Mm. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but that's my own demo. Teddy. Yeah. No, that was. Uh, they only had like one producer on oh, that. Oh, really? Or overseer, which mm. was. Can't remember his name. Giles Martin. No, it was not Giles Martin. <laughs> um, his. Oh, his name. His face is in my head right you, now. Do you want to look him up? Um, is it a he? It's gonna. Yes. Yeah, oh, Rodney Jerkins. Rodney Jerkins. Oh, okay. Or Jenkins. I can't remember. Jerk- Jerkins doesn't sound like a person's surname. That sounds like what he was called at no, school when he was bullied. Can you look that up? Sorry. What boring end to the podcast this is. Now going through Michael Jackson's chronology. I don't want Bad 25. When did Escape come out? 2014. 24. I'm almost there. The, the Wi-Fi in your room is appalling. <laughs> yes. That's um, why I bought my own Wi-Fi. <laughs> One second. Almost there. Escape. Nathan, you need to fill. Um, oh, producers. Um, there's too many. Um, What's his name? Rodney. 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 All right, Rodney. Um, oh, I don't know what you were talking about. There's about 20 producers oh, on but this. No, but there was one guy who was... Oh, wait, no, it is Rodney Jerkins. No, yeah. you're right. Other producers include uh, Timberland... Uh, Giorgio Twinfor, Twinfor, and Paul Anker is listed <laughs> is as a producer. Anker, what did he do on that? I don't know. This is a huge aside. Uh, this is a huge aside. He does a version of Slave to the Rhythm. No, not that. No. Oh, not that one. No, no. <laughs> um, that would have been blasphemy because okay. uh, that's amazing. Um, okay. Says so Paul Anker is one of the producers, although the Wi-Fi isn't going to let me go down to the, <laughs> to the bottom of the. Um, oh, I'd love you to listen to Escape. Let me oh, know Love Never Felt So Good. Yeah. Apparently he wrote, Paul Anker wrote and produced oh, some okay. of that. Right. Um, I think I've heard that song. Um, yeah, it's huge. It was pretty good. The, one with, the version with JT. 
Oh, huge. Yeah, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> right. Um, we need to do the poll winner for next time, Jacob. Yes, we do. And I'm going to be brutally honest. We don't know what it is yet because I'm an idiot. And being oh, basically... No, you've okay. been a busy man. I have been a busy man. The Titanic episode, as we're recording this, has not been done. has not been released. It will get released shortly. I'm... Love yourself. Thank you. <laughs> Love never felt <laughs> so good. Um... When I'm editing. <laughs> So we don't know, basically, because the poll hasn't gone up, but it will go up, hopefully by the time this comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be, it will be a Christmas poll. Um, so something Christmassy, basically. Sleigh bells and shit. Yeah, let's re- we go over what they, what they are. So you did two albums, one being Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta. What's this called? I can't remember. <laughs> this Christmas. I think it might just be called This Christmas. And you did and Sia. Sia's Christmas album, which I also can't remember the name. Is it of. just called Christmas or some bollocks <laughs> like that? Bloody Christmas. <laughs> it's just called Bloody Christmas. <laughs> and I chose the Hulk Hogan movie Santa with Muscles, which is, I'm very excited if that wins, and a film called An American Carol, which was a sort of spoof take on a Christmas carol, but for focusing on the 4th of July. As a sort of Republican right-wing propaganda oh. film starring Kelsey Grammer and Leslie Nielsen. So we don't know what's one yet, but it'll be something Christmassy. Um, but to balance that out, because ba- you know we usually like to alternate between music and film, we are just going to give Nathan the month of January for another music review, um, which will be the two-year anniversary of Bad Oh Things, my God. Which is fucking mental. Oh, 700 so. and something days. <laughs> 23 episodes, because this is episode 21, which is Matt 21. Uh, that's a that's a vine. Um, <laughs> you got to remember, I was fifty by the time. That's I true, came actually. Out, so. Yeah, yeah, and um, seventy by the time TikTok came out. <laughs> so, what are our options, Nathan, for Januar? Oh, I've been threatening it for a long time, but oh, I think it is. It is. I know what it is. We need we need something to to bring us up because it is a shitty month. Is Not it... February is the shittiest <laughs> month. Let's be honest. Is it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday? It is. Yes. It is the Black Eyed Peas special. Yeah, the Black Eyed Poll. Uh, that's good. <laughs> I you. might put that on the social media. <laughs> um, so four Black Eyed Peas related oh, albums to choose fuck from. Yes. Um, once again, I'm going to be shilling hard for one. Uh, we'll get there. Um, the first two are Black Eyed Peas albums. Okay. Um, Monkey Business from Ooh. 2005. Terribly reviewed album. Massive singles. Don't funk with my heart. Don't lie. I'm not just saying this to you. Uh, pump it. And of course, oh, wow. the legendary My Hump. <laughs> <laughs> this was the follow-up to Ella Funk? It was the follow-up okay. to Ella Funk. Yes. yes. The only Black Eyed Peas album I've heard in full. So. <laughs> well, I think when you hear Monkey Business, you'll be like, yeah, know that one. Yeah, know I know one. Pump It, obviously. And, uh, you know, Miserly or whatever that... Um... Thing it Sorry, what? Miserly is the thing oh, it, it samples, samples right. Dick Dale and Deltones. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> okay, that's exciting. I want to review my humps. That's fun. Option two, which is a classic. Definitely, I don't know if we're in the same generation. We can never decide. <laughs> it's the END or the END. Yeah. Um, just everywhere at the time of release. Couldn't escape it. From, I think, 2009, an EDM fest of gigantic proportions. Once again, the singles, Boom Boom Pow, Meet Me Halfway, which might be the best song we're ever going to talk about on Bad Things. <laughs> and the disgusting I Got a Feeling. <laughs> One of the most, or if not the most streamed song ever, or oh, most digitally God. downloaded song ever, something like that. 
I think a divisive album and mm. song is probably <laughs> yeah. how to describe it. I mean, you it. bang on about this album a lot. Like, it was, yeah. It was like l- the Beatles and the EN, <laughs> like the END. That was my summer of 2009. <laughs> you bang on about how much you hate this album. So. <laughs> First half, not so much. We'll get okay. into the second half. All right. Um, the option I am rallying behind, because I okay. think it will be a Victoria Beckham-esque hilarious episode, uh-huh. Fergie's The Duchess. That's badly reviewed. Um, it's not great, it's not, not really? great reviews, yeah. I think people, I thought people liked that album. Um, I, oh god, I hope, I think I looked at the reviews and they weren't great. Am I going to oh, check now? Google's, Google's coming Google's back again. Coming back. I mean, it might be, I mean, it might just be popular amongst people I know, because obviously that's the... Is Big Girls Don't Cry on it that is. album? Um, what's the other famous one? London Bridge. London Bridge. And Fergalicious. Fergalicious, obviously. And The Glamorous, one. The Flousy Flousy. <laughs> I beg your pardon. I don't know what You don't know what you're is. talking no, about now. Um, yeah. Do you remember when Fergie was a megastar? Yeah. Well, you Weird. know, that was going to be the big thing, wasn't it? And then she disappeared. Um, okay, I can get behind that. I mean, the Wi-Fi is completely gone. So <laughs> we'll just we'll find out, I guess. Um, an option four has been on a poll before. I'm mm. bringing it back. Hashtag Willpower by Will I Am. Yes. Another chance to vote for this shocker uh, without even factoring in hashtag that title. <laughs> um, hashtag, oh God, stop. <laughs> uh, hashtag that power is one of my worst ever first listening experiences, that song. Um, and the deluxe edition also has Bang Bang on it from The Great Gatsby. Your favourite song. My, uh, Electro Swing, which is a... I'm a, a fool in love. <laughs> it's on the groove, though. Yeah, I've been uh, listening to that song a lot because you sent it to me the other day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is, a, that, is a, that is fantastic. I'm very pleased with that. The Black Eyed Poll will be going Yay. up soon. Uh, no love for Taboo or Apple D app. Do they even have solo albums? I don't know. I'd have to yeah. have a look more. I mean, um, that's it, a lot to get into. But um, yeah, I wonder if there's a little P emoji we can use for the. Maybe this is yeah. our meeting for afterwards. <laughs> yeah, this is the socials meeting. Yeah, but wow, what a mix! Um, that is a great way to kick off. And vote for the fucking Duchess. Thanks. <laughs> that's the one you want, is yes. it? I mean, they're all going to be great. Like, you know, there's so much that the Black Eyed Peas. Maybe you know, Will I Am. Say what you will about him as a person. He seems like a halfway decent bloke, but is he one of the worst musical influences <laughs> maybe ever? <laughs> he certainly is for me, so I'm very excited to get into that. Uh, Nathan, thank you. You've done, a, you've done a stand-up job, even though you've just taken a massive gulp of water. I'm back. As I've said that. Uh, please, lead us out of, uh, of the muck. Of the muck. And into the next episode. <laughs> we will see you back here for the Christmas episode, which will be John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> um, see you then for whatever we cover. Um, it's a generic uh, goodbye from Jacob. And it's a generic <laughs> goodbye from me as well. A hee-hee goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> That last time was not good. <laughs>